Welcome to another Back Brief. I'm Rod Rodriguez. And uh, you may not hear it, but it's uh, a beautiful rainy day here in Tampa. Some thunderstorms. I didn't know that moving to Tampa, this is the lightning strike capital of the world. Or maybe just the United States. Maybe it's not the world, but definitely the United States. That's why uh, you got Tampa lightning and the bolts and, you know, uh, whatnot. But uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful day here. It, I mean... It's Florida, man. Like every day here is beautiful. And I, I feel so bad for the folks that I've left behind in D.C. and the rest of the country that covered by snow. And, you know, I, I don't miss cold weather at all. And speaking of cold, you see, that's a that's a segue, folks. That's my segue. Speaking of cold weather. I'll tell you, probably is definitely over cold weather. Uh, Brittany Grimer. How about that? She is free. Uh, I say Grimer all the time. And, and sometimes I'm like, is it Griner or Grimer? It's Griner. I don't know why I want to say Grimer. And that is not me like, you know, she's grimy or anything like that. Just the words sound very similar. Griner. Brittany Griner is out of the Russian big house. She is free. Uh, an American returned to her people. Now, I understand that this presents some issues for a lot of folks, okay? I understand the Paul Whelan situation. He's a Marine still held by the Russians. But here's the thing, guys. I don't understand in what universe we ever should let the Russians hold our people for a goddamn thing. No reason. These are Americans. They're ours. Paul should be back home. Brittany should be back home. I don't know if America hasn't got the memo yet, but we are at war with the Russians. We're at war. We're not shooting at each other yet. But I argue, I would, I challenge anybody to tell me that we don't, we're not currently engaged in another Cold War. We're back at it again, folks. It's 1985. The difference is we don't have Reagan ready to kick some ass. Instead, we have 20 years global war on terror, war fatigue. But I'll tell you right now, we shut the doors on Afghanistan and Iraq the Joes are getting rested up, folks. And I worry for us. I worry for them that our political leaders, our thinky people, the folks that said there was nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. I wonder if these idiots aren't already thinking, well, you know, the Joes have been resting up for about six months. Time to go kick down another door and fight in a large scale War, large-scale operation, LISCO. That's the, the, the term the kids in the street are using right now. Brittany Griner's release should have happened a long time ago. I don't care if she didn't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't care if she doesn't like America. Don't care. I love America. I stand up for the national anthem. 
I put my hand over my heart and I salute the flag. That is me. That is my personal decision. Why? Because I'm a goddamn American. I get to choose when I stand up, when I sit down, when I put my hand over my heart. There is no Gestapo. There is no secret police. There is no big brother standing over me, leering over me, watching me. Is he really mean it? Does his heart end it? No. That's what makes America, America. The same folks that are upset that she's released were just talking about making America great again not too long ago. Well, I'll tell you what makes America great is the freedom to do whatever the hell you want, when you want, however you want, as long as you don't hurt anyone else. The same folks that are bitching about Griner's release are calling other people snowflakes. That sounds like some snowflake shit to me. Oh, boo-hoo, they let out a basketball player that didn't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Boo-boo-boo, you snowflake. Get over it. You live in the land of the free, home of the brave. Not everyone's brave in the same ways. Kaepernick took his knee. Who told him to do that? Who, who, who influenced Kaepernick's decision? A United States Army Special Operations Green Beret. How about that? We all know the story, but somehow we like to forget that part. Griner takes a knee. That is her choice as an American. If she wants to shit on our country, that's her choice as an American. You don't have to love America, but guess what you did? You had the privilege, the honor, the blessing of being born right here in the U.S. of A. People have crossed borders. They've they've stuffed themselves into containers, pregnant, hoping that their baby can have that privilege, that blessing, that anointment to be born right here on this American soil. It's your privilege. And you get to use that privilege however you want. Griner was born here. She's an American citizen. And guess what? Even if you aren't born here, you can take the steps necessary to become a United States citizen and be protected by the blanket of freedom and security that that is afforded. There is no price for that. You don't have to pay an admission fee unless you call taxes an admission fee. Taxes, okay, well, if you're an American, you're probably going to have to pay some taxes unless you're poor. And guess what? The government's there to help take care of you. And I don't want to hear about that. Oh, the illegals are all eating up our resources. Go do some research, folks. You'll find out that it's not what you think it is. Regular Americans eat up those resources. Regular Americans. Not just illegals. Griner is doing what she's allowed to do as an American citizen. That's what she's doing. That's what she did. Now, she shows up in Russia, and I know the weed, the CBD oil. Let me let me tell you something, folks. We have thousands upon thousands 
of Americans, U.S. Americans, uh, uh, blue, you know, red-blooded Americans. Blue-blooded, that'd be some, right? Some royalty. Red-blooded Americans locked up in American prisons over weed. Something that's being legalized throughout the country. We're finally waking up to the fact like, oh my God, the, the devil's lettuce doesn't cause people to go and rape, murder, and pillage. It is not the gateway drug to, to sitting outside of a, on Hollywood Boulevard strung out of your mind. It's just weed. The rest of our country is finally catching on, but we still lock them up. They're still locked up. Now, I get it. It's against Russian law. Now, I've heard conflicting stories, how much she had on her. My understanding is this was just CBD oil. I don't know if you're familiar with CBD oil. It doesn't get you high. Not usually. They have like the zero THC stuff. Even if she had a little THC, it's just CBD oil, folks. It's not like she was midnight training it. Not like she showed up with 15 pounds of a sheesh strapped to her chest and her body. She had some weed, some CBD oil. It might not even have been weed, probably just CBD oil. There's a very good chance she didn't even know that was illegal. It's a very good chance that, or even if she did, it's CBD oil. Is that worth being trapped in Russia? Did she make a mistake? Sure. She made a mistake. Did she understand the consequences? Probably not. Most Americans do not understand their consequences. Why? Because we don't have them. Nine times out of ten, the rules do not apply to you. That is American privilege. I don't hear about white privilege, brown privilege, black privilege. How about some American privilege? How about that shit doesn't apply to me because I'm a goddamn American. Russia wants to throw the book at her. You think Russia gave a first fuck about that weed? Do you think they gave the first fuck about CBD oil? Do you think they were like, oh, this is where we take our stand with the Americans is Brittany Griner and her goddamn CBD oil. Come on, folks. Come on. This is some passive aggressive bullshit and you know it. This should have been a no. This this should have been us taking a stand. You. Sons of bitches. Paul Whalen should have been a stand. Now, here, let, let's talk about Paul Whalen for a second here. Let's talk about the fact that most of you didn't even know who the fuck that was until he didn't get released for Britney. So before you start the free Paul Whalen, how many other Americans are being held across the world? Iran. How many Americans is Iran holding on to? You know, do you know their names? course you don't because you want to pretend you're angry you want a virtue signal that's all this is virtue signaling by politically interested people 
who do nothing but listen to their political pundits or whatever channel it is that they listen to, whether it's CNN, Fox News, whatever, I don't care. You're all stupid that way. You're all sitting there just eating and gobbling up at the trough of what's sensational media. And then they give you a name like Paul Whalen, and suddenly, oh, I care about Paul. Oh, he's a Marine. Why won't they bring him? Oh, God. You know nothing about him. You knew nothing about him. You didn't care about him six months ago until Brittany Griner is exchanged for the merchant of death. Half of you don't know anybody that's being held against their will anywhere in the world that is an American citizen. And the fact that Paul hasn't been released should be a travesty. It is a travesty. We should be marching on Washington right now demanding his release. There is more attention focused on the anger behind Britney's release than there is about actually doing something to get Paul Wayland out of prison. This thunderstorm is freaking my dogs out right now. <laughs> They're wandering. They're actually walking around my desk right now, uh, panting and angry and sad because it, it's raining and there's thunder. There is more upsetness happening in this room right now with these dogs and the thunder than Americans legitimately concerned about Paul Whelan's safety, about Paul Whelan's whereabouts. Oh, but we exchanged her for Victor Bout, the merchant of death. You know, at first, I'll be honest with you, I, I thought it was a bad deal. I thought about it. I was like, oh, man, the merchant of death. But here's the thing, folks. I fell for it, too. I didn't know much about the merchant of death. Boy, that sounds crazy, right? The merchant of death. We Hollywood villainize this dude so quick. Is it Baron Zemo? Uh, wait, we're, we're, we're Captain America and Bucky fighting the merchant of death in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Wait, I'm confused. Because that's a really good thing, the merchant of death. He's an arms dealer, folks. He's an arms dealer. And guess what? We, as Americans, uh, we have arms dealers. Do you think that we haven't sold weapons to countries we are not on great terms with? The Iran-Contra deal. Go look it up. Go look it up. Speaking of Reagan, go look it up. Dealing weapons is mm, tradition. <laughs> it's kind of what we do. Now, he did it. I'm on the other end of it. There is, in fact, a Los Angeles Times article reporting that the U.S. government and its contractors paid Victor Bout's controlled firms roughly $60 million, $60 million to fly supplies into Iraq in support of American forces, describing him as a, quote, linchpin for American supply lines. L.A. Times. Boy, everybody's a bad guy when they get on the wrong side of us. But when, when they're useful, 
They're a linchpin for American supply lines. Do I like Victor Bell? Probably not. Seems kind of a scummy person, but he's making money off of uh, shipping arms and weapons to people. Lord of War, I think they made a movie or something about this guy based on him. Is he a good guy? No. Not a good guy. Not a great guy. Should we have exchanged him? I don't know. Sure. Why not? Mer get Bring this American home. Hey, Russia, you want him? Take him. We're going to take our basketball player and let her go play basketball. If Russia allows Victor Bout to continue to deal arms, what does that say about them? Versus what it says about us. Let's, let's, let's look at it this way. Let's say we uh, have an American in Russia and he's killed five Russian citizens. If we have a prisoner exchange, we bring him back to the United States. Do you think we're going to let him out? Probably not. He's probably going to do time in an American prison. Why? Because he's an American. He's ours. Not yours. He's ours. We're going to deal with him. Welcome home, Brittany. Paul. We are trying to get you home. I, I, I like to think we're trying. The fact that Russia won't let him because he's going to go to spy. Get the fuck out of here. Russia is antagonizing us and we're letting them. There is a population of Americans who think that it's okay that they should be able to push us around like this. You think this is okay, then you're a Russian sympathizer. How about that? Why aren't we calling out the folks that are supporting this Russian nonsense as Russian sympathizers? Why not? I'm curious. Where's that at? Where's where, where are the, the snowflakies ready to pounce on that one? Oh, because it doesn't align with whatever political fuckface is telling you what to believe. Doesn't align with your pundit's political view because you're not being told what to eat. He hasn't told you to eat that yet. You knock that free thought out of your hand. You eat what I give you. This week, the army goes rolling along. The army has announced a new Sergeant Major of the Army to take the place of Sergeant Major of the Army, Grinston, when it's his time to mosey on out, in, you know, under the sunset. Sergeant Major Michael R. Weimer. Jack Murphy reports on ConnectingVets.com. That Sergeant Major Michael R. Weimer will become the 17th Sergeant Major of the Army. He has spent his career in Army Special Operations, first serving as Special Forces Weapon Sergeant in the 7th Special Forces Group. After earning his Green Beret back in 96, went on to serve 
as the Special Operations Joint Task Force Afghanistan Command Sergeant Major, the USASOC Command, the USASOC Operations Sergeant Major, and currently serves as Special Operations Command Senior Enlisted Advisor. Sergeant Major Weimer, welcome to the conventional army. I hate to break it to you, but you cannot uh, put your hands in your pocket. Uh, you will not be allowed to um, do a lot of things that you probably are used to or want to. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for Sergeant Major Weimer. <laughs> I do. Look, I, I have the privilege of knowing a lot of different uh, Green Berets, the Special Forces guys, Rangers, and 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 uh, uh, Navy SEALs, Marine Recon, Marine for uh, 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 boy Raiders. I I have this distinct honor being able to be around these folks, and they're not conventional people. This is not their bag. They are not uh, your normal, typical soldier. They are used to things a certain way. They're used to smaller groups. They're used to having these privileges, which they've earned, which they've freaking earned. So I, I, I don't know how happy Sergeant Major Weimer is going to be as the Sergeant Major of the Army. Uh that's a lot of nonsense to be personal. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of nonsense. Uh, I can't imagine. It, 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 you know, I went from enlisted to warrant officer. And as an enlisted person, you could not make me sergeant major of the army. I would not want that duty. That just seems like an incredible amount of nonsense to deal with on a daily basis. Um, but like I said, welcome to my dog is so freaking I just storming hard out here. Welcome to the conventional army. Welcome to the land of uh AR 670-1. Um it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride for you Sergeant Major, but we're we're here to support and uh folks, I have no doubt that you guys are ready getting your memo set. You are ready to send Sergeant Major, the new Sergeant Major, when he is in, when he's in the hot seat. Sergeant Major, where's my beard? Why can't we have beards? Can we put our finger? Can we put our, our hands in our pockets? Uh, uh, you know, can we get rid of this stupid black beret that has been haunting our uniform for years? Thanks, Shinseki. Uh, can we please get rid of this piece of shit and let the Rangers have the black beret back? Keep the green beret green. Uh, I don't know what SFAB is doing with a dark. I don't know. Are they still doing that? Did these have a dark, dark, dark green beret or maybe it's a light? I don't know. Um, let's keep the berets for the folks that are on the special side of things. Uh, the rest of us, we're happy with their soft cap. I'm happy with the soft cap. Let's keep it soft cap. And, uh, wow, it is coming down. I don't know if you can hear the storm. I don't know if you can hear the lightning, the thunder. Uh, but, folks, that is it for me. Uh, thank you for listening to the back brief. Make sure you tell folks about it. And, as always, go check out ConnectingVets.com. We have the latest and greatest in news articles about uh, service members, military, DOD, the people that support them. And you can also check me out on my other podcast, Military Matters, where we cover the stories that matter to you, our service members, our DOD folks, our veterans, but but also the people that support us. 
and spouses and whatnot. Uh, we are just uh, the last episode. We were talking about special forces assessment. Is it getting easy? Have we broken some standards? Well, there's some new research out there. And we talk with a former special forces guy turned doctor turned researcher who has looked into this. And you might be surprised by what he finds. I don't know, folks. I'm going to leave it there. It's up to you to go find it. Military Matters uh, brought to you by StarsAndStripes.com. And as always, go. hey, one more thing. Go check out my boy, Phil Briggs, CBS Eye on Veterans. Uh, what a great show. I- I'll tell you, Phil Briggs does not get enough credit for this show. I wish more people listened to it. It's usually some great, good feeling stuff. Uh, he loves to tell you about the lighter side of the military, the folks that have found famous people that served a uh, little rock and roll in there. Uh, but Phil Briggs, Navy veteran. That's my guy. CBS. Ion vets. All right. I got to deal with a freaked out dog down here. She is hiding underneath my desk. Uh, that's Zoe. Poor thing. She's like freaking out. She's like panting all over the place. She's like, Dad, get me out of here. She's having flashbacks. So I'm going to take her to downstairs and uh, maybe, maybe calm her down. Maybe she needs some doggy CBD oil. <laughs> I won't be getting it from the Russians. That's for goddamn sure. All right, folks. I'm Rob Rodriguez. I'm out. On the next Military Matters. Are the U.S. Army standards for special forces assessment and selection slipping? Are some candidates getting special treatment? Jack Murphy talks with Dr. David Walton, retired Army Special Forces officer and former director of special operations education, to find out. What we know uh, definitively, we select about 36%. That's that's the year-over-year rate. Um, you want someone who is going to persevere, someone who's physically strong. Larger, more physical candidates tend to do better because it's a physical component to selection. Um, but you're also looking for a good teammate, a guy who is going to do the work without complaining, um, but will also take instruction when he needs to. Don't believe the hype. Look, look at the evidence. All that and more on this episode of Military Matters, available everywhere you listen to podcasts and now on YouTube. Click our link tree for more. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 